Hello everyone, this is Carol E. and I'm doing a simulcast on both my podcasts called Transcending Mental Illness. Please forgive the noise in the background. Um, I'm attempting to drown my neighbors out because they make a lot of low frequency noise. So I have like a I have like a wave machine that makes a noise that drowns people out. So disclaimer, I don't live in a very studio friendly uh, dwelling and I'm working from home. Also, my chair is very, very creaky. So if you hear creaking sounds in the background, it's because um, I can't find the WD-40 in our campground of an apartment. So um, I told my roommate to oil my chair and we've both been uh, recovering from COVID. So we're catching up on a lot of stuff. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm in the behavioral module of mental, emotional, and self-health mesh, and we're going towards the the New Year's holiday. And um, I must say, New Year's used to trigger me, and I'm not going to attribute that used to to my old age of 55, because I spent seven years doing much research on a very large component of my mental illness. And that's why I have a behavioral module. Um, They've done more study on what they call love addiction, sex and love addiction. And um, I don't call it that. I'm not a therapist or a professional, but I don't call it sex and love addiction. I go even deeper into the issue. I believe, and I've studied this, and you can study this if you'd like to, look up love addiction, biochemistry. You can look up those two words, bio, you know, like biology, biochemistry. Look up look up that word and look up the phrase love addiction or sex addiction. And I can almost guarantee that on your search engine, you will come up with results that suggest that when you are engaged romantically with someone, or you are enga- engaged sexually or intimately with someone, your your body will your body will generate or produce hormone not just hormones but uh, chemicals that are very much like the drugs that you might use or you have like a brain reward system that functions very much like it would function if you ate your favorite meal or if you uh, were looking forward to something or if you um, were drinking or taking a drug of choice. Uh, Your brain is not going to lie to you. It's going to react. And uh, when you fall in love, at least in my experience, and you can, that's why I told you to search this. When we fall in love, I will say this. When we fall in love, or when we engage romantically or sexually or intimately with someone, um, our biochemistry will produce these chemicals. And, um... The chemicals among them are oxytocin, the love chemical, the uh, cuddle chemical, um, dopamine, the reward system chemical, um, PEA, the uh, anxiety slash excitement chemical when we fall in love. And where in the world was I going with this? I I will talk about my own experience with addictive love. Around the time I was creating my mental wellness process, around 2010, 2009, 2010, 2011, 
I was going through a death in the family. I was going through my aunt passing away, my caretaker passing away. And around that time, I was um, dealing with an out. Um, there was a character on a uh, television show. Now, I've mentioned characters on television shows before, but there's another character, and around around that time, I was I was uh, encountering a person who had seemed to be very very curious about um, the uh, the topic of interest I had become interested in in my life, mental health and emotional health. He was, um, he was a, uh, fan of the same television program that I was watching where I was, um, worshiping this particular character, uh, a particular character. And he was telling me, well, uh, we can do role, we can do role play. We can, uh, you know, I can pretend to be that character. And, um, to make a long story short, that kind of evolved into a romantic relationship. We were always talking about this character. He was comparing himself, and I was comparing him to this character. And um, <clears throat> this character on a television on the television program was very curious about human emotions. And um, I, in turn, was going through my mental wellness process, where I was. This was this was like before. I, I developed transcending mental illness. I was kind of, it was kind of in its embryonic stage. And, um, I was curious about how humans worked as well. I was doing a lot of study on human behavior because I was, I was hurting a lot and I was curious about why human behavior got to me so much, especially around romantic love. And there was even a particular episode on this TV program where the character was exploring romantic love. And he was dating women on the uh, on the scene on the television program, and all of them failed. You know, the first the first time failed where the woman said, um, "Forget about it. It never happened. I don't ever want to see you again that way. I know we have we have a work relationship. We have to work together. So let's just forget that we even uh, saw each other that way. Let's for forget that we slept together. We did this, did that, whatever that happened, whatnot. And he was perfect. The character was perfectly okay with it and let it go. Then uh, several seasons, la seasons later on the TV program, he tried again dating a crew, a, uh, you know, like a, an associate on the TV program and um that failed too because he couldn't grasp human emotions he couldn't um he couldn't figure out how to uh how to emotionally react to uh being romantically involved with this this woman that he was dating so um there's a parallel here i was going through that with this person other fan of the tv program that i was kind of role role playing with he was role playing with me and uh, to make a long story short, I realized, and I realize to this day, that um, the component, the element 
that I was so romantically engaged with, the element that I was so in love with in this TV character and the element I was so in love with romancing and enamored with um, in this person I was uh, in a relationship with at the time, I was, um, the, the, uh, the thing I was enamored, enamored with was that they were, they were people that could not deal with emotions. They were people that didn't know how to deal with emotions, do emotions. And the, the character on, on the TV program and the guy I was dating, they, they even, uh, they, they were even exploring, um, emotional reactions such as anger um they were trying that th this person now now um i hope you guys are safe safe you know you can go right ahead and turn off this podcast or you can uh, go on and listen and if you listen i want you to be safe and take care of yourself i want you to maybe pause this podcast and maybe get a drink of water or take a deep breath or find a way to comfort yourself and be safe. Because this is a little bit of a disturbing thing I'm going to say here. This person um, that I was involved with um, was exploring emotions to the point where he was practicing dangerous behavior. We were getting into um, violent um, behavior. We were doing role playing that was that was violent. We were doing role playing where even my best friend at the time was involved, and um, he I think he th there was even an incident where he broke my best friend's arm. He put his, he put my best friend's arm behind his back and and bent it to the point where it actually broke, and my friend had to get medical attention. And um, here here's the here's the crucial point here. I should have broken up with him at that point. I should have effing just said, you know what, David? Well, that's not his real name. You know what, David? I don't want to have anything to do with you because this is not acceptable behavior. But uh, the element that I was so in love with was the violence. Now, I'm not a violent person myself. I'm not, you know, a person who, um, who does things like this to people. But I... I'm a per I've I've been a person who has been involved with with uh people, with humans that um that could commit acts of violence. You know, I was never involved with a murder or anything and I never you know, I was never uh, there. I never did anything illegal with someone or you know, but um sorry, stop. I'm trying to stop that was my alarm. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Sorry about that. My alarm went off to uh, end the behavioral module. And I'm transitioning into the life experiences module. And this is perfectly appropriate because uh, this is the validating piece here. Um, I am um, where we validate stuff, life experiences. I thought that, I thought that violence had had some kind of a romantic component to it because it was it was I thought it was passion I thought it was passionate and um when it comes down to it um sex can be passionate romance can be passionate and when a person is violent now this doesn't make it okay you know this does not make it okay um 
David, that not his real name, should never have broken my friend's arm. That was just unacceptable. That was just completely, uh, you know, not, you know, disclaimer here. Not okay. And today I know it wasn't okay. But I stayed with this person. I still dated this person, like maybe for a year after that. And I did not know why. I did not know why. Um, I did not know why I had to break up with him later on. It was like I didn't. I knew something was wrong with the relationship. I knew that I felt unhappy. I knew that I was afraid of this person. Deathly scared of this person. But I didn't have a clue as to why. Because I, my picker was broken. I didn't, I didn't know that, um, I didn't, uh, I, I could not give myself permission to not be okay with, uh, being around someone who did stuff like that. And, um, this person, I was attracted to him too, because he reminded me of, of the TV character. The TV character was also, um, also did violent things sometimes when, um, when he was pushed to a limit where he could not uh, handle things properly. Now, again, everybody, I, um, I want you to be safe. I don't want you to have to report this episode because although, although I was romantically involved with this person, and although I uh, thought that, that violence was, was romance and passion, I did not like, you know, but my picker, I did not like it, but my picker was broken. I did not know that um, there was another way to fall in love. I didn't know there was another way, another uh, thing that I could find attractive in a person. And in all my seven years of doing research on narcissistic abuse, all my uh, research on studying from, from people like Lisa A. Romano and uh, Crappy Childhood Fairy, and even maybe some some people like Till Swan, I um I would study, and what I was really in love with was um passion. I like I like passionate uh, individuals. I also know that um, we can be passionate now without being violent, without being uh, destructive. You know we can, uh, you know. We can have uh, sexual relations that are harmless. We can have um, romantic encounters that are not uh, glorying in uh, violence and war. So uh, my time is almost up. I have to um, stop right now. But, whew, there's your episode. All right. Fucking Michael Jackson. God. Okay, share. All right. I know that my alarm, I mean, I love Michael Jackson, but don't interrupt me, Michael. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to turn this episode off right now on the uh, hub hopper thing, but um, I really hope you guys are safe. That was kind of hard for me to talk about. Um a lot of a lot of people like the the bad boy or the bad the bad girl in a person and i want to say that um it's not the bad in a person that that i love it's not the bad it's the passion and um 
my title is Transcending Mental Illness. I also want to transcend, you know, this energy has got to be uh, taken to a positive place. And crime must always be disciplined, and violence must always be tamed and tempered. Violence must ne never be used except in self-defense. You know, not, not to uh, attack or hurt someone just because you feel like it, or just because the uh, fancy moves you, I swear. And um, it should never have been okay. You know, I I did break up with the person uh, eventually. I because I just got so unhappy. Uh, it got to the point where I I I couldn't uh, I couldn't lie in bed with this person anymore, and that morphed into a big fight too. He didn't he didn't hurt me, but uh, he yelled at me and he said he said Jen Carroll, why why won't you uh, come to bed? You know, you're, I think you're trying to punish me or something. And I, I said, you know what? I'm not healed right now and I'm not comfortable being in bed. And what I didn't realize at the time was not only was I not healed from my trauma, he was triggering me. Being around this person was triggering me all the time. I think in my subconscious, I must've kept remembering what he had done to my friend. And I must've kept remembering why I was dating this person. He was, re he was reminding me of this TV character that I thought I was so glory be in love with. I wasn't in love. I wasn't really in love. I was infatuated with, uh, with p the passion in, in these, in these people, the character and, and the, the real guy. I was, I was enamored, you know, in this, uh, passion, but I know now that, um, I can fall in love with someone. I need I need to be able to either either be alone or fall in love with someone who's uh who's not violent. Now my my current girlfriend, my current girlfriend now, she's very passionate. But she's gentle. She knows how to channel her energy and her power so that it won't hurt anyone. You know, she uh she stood up for me. In fact, uh, this this past week, because um, another person was violating some boundaries I, I had set with him. Um, no, it wasn't Paul. It was someone else. Um, I was on the telephone with another person that I had known in uh, back in Albany. And um, I was telling him I wanted to just be friends. And um, he... He uh, talked romantically to me, and we were we were conference calling me and him and my girlfriend, because we were planning uh, a date for uh, New Year's, and um, he was talking romantically toward me. Maybe he was maybe he had to catch himself. Maybe he didn't realize he was doing it. But um, <clears throat> my girlfriend immediately called it out and said, um, "Manuel, not again, not his real name, Manuel." Um, you just told Jen Carroll that you wanted to just be friends and you're, you're, you're flirting with her you're, and you're flirting with her right in front of me. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know? And I spoke up and I said, Manuel, I'm surprised at you. I've known you. We've known each other since I was 11 years old and I thought I could trust you. And I, I set some boundaries with you several times this week. And I thought, 
I thought we could just, you know, hang out together. Me and my mentor, and well, my mentor, you know, can't. He's in Canada, but it was like, he, um, I thought we could just hang out and, you know, knock around. And, um, because he's also, you know, living in town. And, um, we can't because you're, you're, you're flirting with me when I told you not to. And you're flirting with me when I promised my girlfriend I wouldn't have any more little relationships, you know, behind, behind her back, especially after she and I almost broke up in October. I mean, I just, I mean, he knows about all this stuff and he cut me off and made no contact with me. And I'm glad he did. But I feel really sad that um, in my recovery process, I have to give up some friends. It seems like every holiday season, every year, I have to do this. I had I had to let Paul go. Last month, I had to let Paul go around the time my roommate was having his surgery. By the way, he's better. My roommate's well now. I'm still getting over the, the effects of COVID. I'm still really tired. But he's better, and he's over his surgery but I have to give, I had to give Paul up last month. This month I had to give up Manuel. And I'm sad. You know, why, why can't we have boundaries with this romantic love? It's been my mental illness since the beginning of my life. This love addiction. It's, it's a powerful thing. I had to explain to Dee last night. Um, it's a powerful drive and we might not even realize we're flirting or glorying or romancing. We may not even realize we're doing it. But um, thank goodness I know what it is now. I know it's like a drug. I know it's like like picking up a drink. Um, it's like uh, saying I can I can pick up this bottle of alcohol and pour a drink and drink out of it or not. And it, it seems more complicated when we're dealing with, with people addiction or, or codependency or romance. But if you know about your biochemistry going through changes every time you have an encounter with someone or a particular dynamic, or as I described five minutes ago, if you know what that is, man, you can transcend it. You can friggin avert, avert out of it. You can avert from it. You can divert yourself from it. You can deviate from it. And, oh, it's such a relief. It's sad. I feel empty, but I'm relieved, <laughs> relieved as you know what. So I hope you guys are really having a safe new year's. Um, I don't know if I'll be posting another episode, but, um, if I don't happy new year, be safe in 2023. I'll see you on the other side. You're loved. God bless you.